Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can finally figure out where the biblioteca is, learn how to play the acoustic guitar, and I guess get a puka shell necklace. Do a makeup tutorial but realize halfway contouring is hard, and you're beautiful just as you are. Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite organic meats, produce, dairy, and snacks while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit Bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes. And we're like going to bed at night and of course I'm not going to get into bed with Trevor. Like I realized it, it all, everything came crashing down on me in that one moment. I was like, why the fuck? I was mad because I was like, obviously I have to sleep with I have to sleep with my dad for the same reason he can't even come up to my apartment. I was like, oh my God. Well, sorry, Miss, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and yeah. tell that's a little bit about so where you're from to try to give you the honor. and what you do, what's yeah. your last name. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to give us uh, uh, So Persian of you, Millie. <laughs> I saw that poll, by the way. I answered it. But first I'll say I'm, my name's Savvy. I'm from New York. I'm living in Brooklyn. Um, been here for like... I would say like six, seven years now. Um, I'm originally from Boston though. Um, and by Boston, I mean like I was raised by New Hampshire, but nobody knows the town I'm from. So I always say Boston. I, I hear a little bit of an accent. Really? I get yeah. that. And I'm so sh- surprised every time, but it must be true because everybody says it. I feel like it's when you say like with the word time, I hear it because it's like time. Like, Drag it has down. an A-I. Yeah. Well, the little town? Who knows? Maybe we have a listener who's, who's from... Yeah. Boxford? Boxford, Mass. <laughs> I love when we, like, meet Persians, like, who live in, like, buttfuck parts of America. Oh. So I, I recently uh, explained to someone who's not from America what, like, this slang of buttfuck. It's such a random thing to... Oh, like, you know, buttfuck oh, is just an L.A. slang. In New York, it's bu- uh, bumblefuck. Oh, okay. Uh, which I think makes even less sense. So this just means middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know, like, but maybe, I mean, I don't think Boxford is middle of nowhere. I guess it's just. It is. No, you couldn't be more well, it's right. It's like near things, but it seems desolate, I guess. Like it's near. It's, um, it doesn't have street lights, traffic lights. We have oh. one store. And oh, the okay. Store. That's, That's proper. But the thing is, it's like, it's not, it's not, um, 
it's not like a, a dusty, like Western. I feel like when people, when I say that, people are picturing like little tin homes or something like that. It's it's very woodsy. It's like a, it's almost like a Stephen King novel. Like there's, it's just nobody's around. It's just thick forest. And we have like one store that's a bank. It's a diner. It's a grocery store. It's everything. How did your family end up there? If you don't know. <laughs> well, we lived in other places in Massachusetts. We lived in like places like Wakefield, Norton. I don't know if those ring a bell, but um, they're definitely I heard of. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We lived other places, but like uh, Boxford, I guess I moved to when I was eight. But was there a reason that your parents, because I don't know, I feel like Persians tend to want to stick to other Persians to keep mm-hmm. the culture alive, to keep yeah. like, to f- basically feel like you haven't left Iran, even though you left mm-hmm. Iran. It's like, why did they choose a place where there were basically, you? like you said, I think that you were the only Middle Eastern girl. In well, actually, you know, an answer to both these questions could be that we already knew one Persian family there or oh. two. Yeah, so they were part of the same family. It was these two Persian brothers. And I wouldn't say my dad is somebody who would just move somewhere because his friends were there, but it was somewhat familiar to them. Um, And for my parents, and I'm sure your parents, they were all about education and had heard so much about the school system in in that area. So they went for the school, I think. You know what's funny, though? You know what I realized from when I was a kid? is that parents don't actually do that much research on school systems. They just hear from a friend that like, oh, this is the best school for you to send your daughter. And then like like my mom sent me to a private school. And then in first grade, she decided to to, um, send me to public school because her friends kept telling her, you live in an area that has like the top public schools in America. Why are you paying so much for private school? So my mom sent me to this one private school, uh, this one public school in Great Neck because she heard from her friends that it was the best. Yeah. And then a month or two into me being there, her friends told her that a different one was the best. No. And then she switched me out and sent me to the other one. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, are you even doing research at all? Or are you just like <laughs> flip-flopping me around depending on what school this month your, your friend said was the best? Yeah. Like, That's the I was getting so confused. I'm like, where are you getting your research from? <laughs> yeah. That, that's a that's like a oral history Angie's list that doesn't have a good user rating, <laughs> which is like my dad. Thank God he did find Angie's list because I was so um, tired of having to deal with like construction people and people where I know nothing about the situation. I literally just have my dad being like, write email, write my email, and I'm like, can you give me? I, I don't know what's going on. What what's what's the dispute? <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, honestly anywhere we would have gone in Massachusetts, I probably there was a high chance of me being one or one of two max Persian kids cuz that's just how Massachusetts or New England is. Mm-hmm. I would say New England. And so what did you think of your uh educational experience? Like how was it? Um it was definitely a good school. Like I can see that now as an older person. I also actually, my parents also, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I, I also started at a private school because my parents had heard private school. Like you got to put your like kids there, but it was a Catholic school. Um, 
And we just, I stopped going to that school because we moved. It wasn't like, oh, this private Catholic school isn't working. But I think the reason I bring it up is because that was the beginning of me not realizing that I'm not an Irish Catholic person. Like, or, or rather thinking that I'm an Irish Catholic person is what I mean. Like, I didn't know. I was in, like, Bible. I, everybody was freckly, like, in the beginning in the private school at St. Patrick's. Like, I was obsessed with my religion class and these Bible stories. And I was, like, the best student at it. And I didn't realize it's not my religion. Like, it's not. <laughs> I didn't I know. so cute and pure. Like. <laughs> Oh my god, I love this. And all the other kids are probably like, this fucking sucks. Like, I'm tired yeah, of worrying like, about this bullshit. Yeah, like, they like, hate so me. Excited. I thought church, like, I, I was like, look at the stained class windows and the singing. I, it was all about the singing because, like, I didn't know it then, but I was like, I was trying to be a star. I was like, this church is a stage. So that's how I saw it. Yeah, I I think you know I'm Jewish, but I find churches to be magical. Honestly, I think the singing think at fun. church I is go. so beautiful. Beautiful. But the, the singing at synagogue is just one old like man, and he's really nasal, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I have to listen to this for three hours and not be expected to not kill myself. Like, <laughs> And you're I'm definitely bringing earplugs to synagogue. That's what I've realized. Well, Judaism is all about suffering. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, when can we jump in? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so yeah, true. you gotta mix it up and go to church sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and what? Yeah, what I'm faith sorry. is your family? Honestly, like we would be Muslim if we were to practice any religion, but we don't, we're not a religious family, like at all. Um, so like, and I, but, and I know my parents are like spiritual, like my mom believes in God and stuff like that, but it's like, you know, nobody, my, I didn't grow up with anybody praying, um, you know, several times a day or with anybody with hijab or, you know, we have alcohol from time to time, things like that. I, that's why I say like, we're not like practicing Muslims. Mm -hmm. I think that's something I realized about Persians. A lot of people ask if my family is religious because sometimes I'll say my dad is very old-fashioned. Right. My mom's not old-fashioned, though, but, like, she also didn't grow up in Iran. But when I say my dad's old-fashioned, they're like, oh, is he religious? And I'm like, no, he's, like, almost basically agnostic. Yeah. He's just old-fashioned because Persian culture tends mm -hmm. to be old-fashioned culture. It's just part of the culture. It's not the religious aspect. Yes, they, it's hard for people to, because here the only reason seemingly anybody would be conservative is because of religion. Yeah. And they don't, they don't understand that concept until, you know, they, ha they meet people like us and we're able to like walk them through it. But yeah, people, I mean, the question, and look, like you guys say you're from LA too, which I can't tell you how jealous I'm from LA. I am. Only oh, from LA, yeah. Oh. I was born and raised in New York. Oh, oh okay. both, <laughs> both places though where I would be like lots of diversity jealous of that for sure I mean lots of diversity but both me and Millie grew up in communities where we mm -hmm. were the most common thing there is like even until today when I tell people I'm from Great Neck automatically they're like oh you're either Persian or Israeli and I'm like oh wow. well, actually I'm both Wow. Like, it's literally the most basic thing you can be from my town. Wow. But yeah. I would say LA is a bit more 
I mean, a lot more diverse than Great Neck because it is a city at the end of the day. So I, I, I wasn't really ever in a, I mean, neither were you, you weren't ever in a clique, but like Great Neck, it's like you're walking down the street. And I was just actually uh, met my cousin's uh, fiance today and she said she lived in Great Neck for a year. And she said like, she's not from there. Her family's not from there. And you walk down the street and people will be like, oh, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't walk down the street in LA or like Beverly Hills where a lot of prisons are. No one's going to come up to you and say that. But like Great Neck is that small. Like you walk down the street and it's like, someone will call and be like, oh, I saw your daughter. Like, why is, where is, why is she wearing a jacket? It's cold. Like, no, that's, that's happened to me on multiple occasions. It's really, and like my mom will laugh at those people. Honestly, my mom will call me and be like, like, don't worry. I told them to go worry about their own children. I'm like, thank oh you. Because it, it's annoying. Like some people like what you really have no life that like you're calling my mom to tell her that I'm not wearing a jacket. Like, that is like i'm sorry like when you i can't even believe it, it and i can't help but think it's not so much the jacket it's i told i've i think i've mentioned this multiple times on the podcast but i got pulled over by a cop in great neck and within 15 minutes both my parents got phone calls <laughs> from someone they knew who saw no. get pulled over oh yeah my. <laughs> oh my god i can't even I love that we get, we're, we're talking to each other because the people closest to me in my town, like actual physical proximity, the neighbors on either side of my house, and I've lived, our family has lived on our street the longest out of any other family over 20 years. We don't know anybody. They don't talk to us at all. That must be so nice. It's like grass is greener. This is why I'm like, oh, I love that I'm getting to talk to you guys because... I want everything that you, everything that I feel like you guys had, even though of course you're telling me it's, you know, not exactly the experience I'm imagining. I always wanted what, you know, an experience like the one you guys had growing up. Well, I think it's interesting for us being me and Natalie growing up in these uh, communities, we are able to like we define what being Persian is based on what we grew up around. So I'm curious for you not growing up. I mean, of course, your family is but like, how did you define what being Persian was for yourself? What does it mean to you? I mean, I'm gonna be honest, having like a really strong concept of that didn't come into my life until I moved to New York. And I went to school in New York. Um, I needed to finish my degree. And I decided to do that while I was here in New York. And I feel like the curriculum... I went to the new school, by the way, which is like very... Oh, I went to the new school. You're kidding! Yeah, that's where we used to record. (laughs) I, I loved... I was like, wow, I wish I went here from the time I was 18. But regardless, um, it wasn't until, you know, I was around you know, people who can roll their R's and people who are tanner than I am. And, you know, I can't, I'm trying to come up with these like ways of saying like different ways of saying diversity, really. It wasn't until I got here. And basically, you know, there was just a lot of readings and teachers. I never in my life had a teacher of color I think that to me was like a turning point 
big time. Um, somebody who could point out the ways that, I mean, obviously racism is ingrained in everything, right? So of course it's going to be ingrained in our education, right? Yeah. Um, and then, and I saw the ways that I had been made to feel, you know, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to talk about because I don't want to get emotional. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't feel good growing up where I grew up. Um, I think a lot of the time I think it's because I, I, I manifested that into a, a physical problem. Like I thought there was something wrong with like the way I looked physically. I thought was tough. Um, well, you're very beautiful. No oh, one can see this oh, podcast. It's like no, many eyes and eyebrows. Oh, you guys are so sweet. But it's, you know, you say eyebrows. I mean, that's such a good, even jumping point for me. Um, because I'm, I'm like, getting emotional. I'm floundering. But like, I can latch on to even like eyebrow, right? Like, that wasn't even thick eyebrows weren't even popular to like freaking Cara Delevingne. You know, like Kardashians were not around when I was coming. I'm 31. Karda- Kardashians didn't come around until I was in college. Um, you know, like nobody liked, you know, I didn't feel like anybody thought I was beautiful. And I thought, you know, guys didn't ask me out because of that, whether or not that was true. You know, I'm not a mind reader, but I assigned all these negative things, I think, to my identity. And it wasn't, and it wasn't obvious to me, certain things were obvious to me. And then certain things I learned at the new school. And I feel like I can say that my identity is mu- as a Persian woman is much more formed and has a form here in New York. Um, just even the, by the fact that like, I go by savvy now, you know, like I used, to, I used to go by like Ashley, which is not a problem at all. Like there's nothing wrong with going by Ashley or anybody who wants to go by a different name but my name Savinaz was turned into servant ass or you know know, yeah like which is like god I just you know I wish they were better at bullying like that's not even good but like I I it's not that it's not that I wasn't proud of being Iranian it's more like I was constantly trying to avoid perceived like social obstacles or things that were going to hurt me. Like, I was like, I'm not going to even tell you what my name is. I'm going to tell you my name is Ashley. I'm not, I don't want to hear you struggle through my name. I don't want to see your facial expression. A name is a name. It doesn't need an opinion. And I would always get an opinion on my name and it would, would bother me. Do you it's know what so I mean? It's so interesting you talking about names and how people made a big deal out of your name. Cause we're, where I went to school in middle school and high school, like, you know, like the first day of class, like teachers read out all the names, all the teachers would like, would like make it a big deal kind of in a good way. No, 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 in a good way. If they pronounce a Persian name right, because they had so many Persian students over the years that they were like, no, 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 I got this. Watch me pronounce this right. I'm going to nail this name. So like, having a Persian name was never something to be made fun of because there were so many Persians, but the Mm -hmm. teachers would like took pride in like their ability to get the name right on the first try, which like, 
now that I think of it, it's kind of like a nice thing. It kind of put like a positive twist on like these difficult names. Like it makes me so upset that people like were so mean to you based on your name. Yeah. And I mean, like, look, like, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, I didn't realize honestly that it was going to be this hard to talk about because I've written so much about it and I've like even joked around so much about it that I didn't think it was going to be this hard to articulate like the experience of, of my growing up. But um, long story short, I'm so sorry for rambling, but I, I no, feel like podcasts are for like, that's yeah. <laughs> So true, but we created this podcast for our own personal therapy. Persian women to ramble. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. But even oh my god, uh, that senator. What was it last week? That senator David Perdue, like the way that he was like making fun of Kamala Harris's name. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught wind of that because of, you know our news cycle is crazy these these days, but a lot of people started talking about it because basically he was like, what is it? A like, he was just like, first of all, he works with her. So he, I'm sh he knows how to pronounce the name. So he was just being a jerk and he was being racist and he was trying to draw attention to the fact that she's a woman of color and trying to make something negative out of it. And a lot of people, it started trending like on Twitter and stuff. Um, my name is like a hashtag and like, you know, people who had like Vietnamese names or any, any name that was like not American or European in any way, it, it started trending. And I, I wrote something and I got so, cause I got so angry and I felt like, you know, honestly triggered, I guess. But it, I just feel like it's hard to sum up. It's, it's hard to sum up, honestly, like it takes time to find the words because sometimes you're not, sometimes you're a 25 year old woman who needs to go to the new school and go to a different city before you have the exact words. Well, I mean, so you sent us a video that you had made, like a, it was like a funny TikTok video. And in that video, I'm like, wow, this is a woman who's really in touch with her culture. So that's, I think that's kind of why I brought it up. And the video yeah. is like, uh, for our listeners who haven't seen it, it's like you're playing different Persian songs <laughs> and explaining it to your, uh, yeah. Boyfriend. <laughs> this yeah. video made me crack up. I'm just like watching it and like I think after we or maybe before we post the episode, we should post this video on our story for our listeners to see. I laughed so hard. You're just like you're so deep in the emotion because Persian music, the reason why my mom actually uh. Farsi, my mom didn't grow up speaking Farsi. Oh. But when she moved to America, because she grew up in Israel. Yeah, she moved to America when she was like 18 and she started listening to uh, Persian music because she was yeah. surrounded by Persians in uh, Queens because most of the Persians who came to America at the time lived in Queens. Um, and she started listening to Persian music and it was just so poetic and beautiful that she became so obsessed with the language. And the way you were explaining <laughs> <laughs> the words <laughs> to your boyfriend, but in English, and then in English they sound so stupid. <laughs> But it was just it's so like, great. He's just like nodding his head, like yes, yes. Like, yeah. Oh, he's so supportive, and it's like it wasn't my intention to like make like I. What I wanted to show him was what we were talking about—the intensity mm -hmm. of not only how we speak to each other, but the intensity of how we speak on love is like yeah. on another level, and I love it. But 
I mean, I'm sure you guys like feel me on this dating here in America, also in this generation, right? Where like nobody's trying to put a label on anything, even if it's been a year at all. (laughs) Yeah. It's just so funny. I just like, I feel like I got all my romanticism from these songs being Iranian, but also like to like fuse sort of all the things we've been talking about together. Like I went to Iran every summer for three months. So, so I had while, while I have a hard time sometimes articulating my experiences here, um, I was, I was very proud and into being Iranian when I was like younger, like I loved going there. I wanted to spend the whole summer there multiple times. We like asked my dad to like, you know, delay the ticket. And I was like late to school and stuff because it was like an experience of being around like kids who, you know, it was just like more comfortable for me, you know, also like, I I mean, I don't want to like try to explain your own like childhood to you, but like, I definitely in Iran, you probably felt like you belonged more. Your your features were more like, look at you. You have like this beautiful, thick, like straight, like in Iran, your hair is the, my hair is like, oh my God, this girl has curly hair. Ew. (laughs) Your hair is silky and thick. No, but in Iran, like also the fact that I'm tan in Iran is not cute. Like it, like the lower class people were tan because they had to work outside. Uh, My grandma. My grandma on my mom's side, my grandma on my dad's yeah. side are very different. Like my grandma yeah. on my mom's side, yeah. she moved to Israel at 13 being pregnant. So she's like kind of more Israeli. Uh-huh. She's more into like tan skin, crazy curly hair. So she thinks uh-huh. I look great. My I grandma on my dad's side, who's very Persian, has never been to Israel. She's yeah. very just old school. She's like, uh-huh. no, no, men like fair skin. Stop tanning so much. Or like, no, no, like straighten your hair, Natalie. So like, you being like fair skin and your beautiful like thick straight hair like in iran you probably felt so beautiful i mean it's so funny that you say that i mean you're you're right i did 100 percent feel more comfortable i know that my sister did too um i actually i i'm not meant to be fair and i have curly hair that's just in a braid it's just that i've was on like a really harsh acne medication like throughout what, my did you accutane yes <laughs> oh my god so many of my friends did accutane my cousin became depressed from accutane it's you scary know, hard i know but it's I, really intense it was good it was so worth it but basically like it's 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 got so many rules and it's like super dangerous. drink right you can't um you have to like either take like you have to like sign a contract about like not sexual, getting pregnant. Not, yeah, yeah, because your baby will yeah. come out like with like twelve arms and fourteen eyes. Yeah, it it'll That's yeah. Scary. Yeah, it's it's intense, but and then also of course the mental health stuff that comes with it sometimes for people. But but you can't go in the sun at all. It's like very um, skin becomes so delicate and crazy. You'll, so you'll I became pale because of because of accutane but like if you see like pictures of me when i'm little and stuff like i i'm not pale at all but um you know it might be regional because like in my family i have a lot of dark-skinned people and like we would lay out like we would like love it oh my god on my dad's side they always tell like used to tell me stop tanning because they're like really like fair-skinned woman high society or something and i'm like oh my god shut up guys i'm sure i'm I'm sure i I, yeah that sounds like an old school thing or maybe even a thing but um but 
Yeah, so I grew up in an area with a lot of Persians and a lot of uh, Israelis. I still felt like, I still like kind of like can understand how you felt because there were still a lot of like white kids in my school and I still looked at them with their blonde silky hair and their naturally thin eyebrows that they didn't have to wax from the age of like 10. And I was like, I was like, oh, the boys don't like me as much. And then when I would go to Israel, because I would go to Israel every summer and I really felt like I belonged more there because I looked like more of the kids there. Like my look was more typical there and more like, like, just like more custom there. I yeah, know. I what kind of diversity is that then? Like, I understand feeling outnumbered because I was as well, and I felt like my beauty standard, like the beauty standards, didn't include me. Right. But also, like, what it, what are, what does that mean about what we're saying that we just want to go back to a place where everyone looks like us? Like, I no, think no, because in Israel, diverse. not everyone looked like right. me. Like, a lot of people in Israel are Eastern European. There were still girls that look like that there. But I'm, I'm just saying, my look was accepted. Israel, but I just think like, I does, you know, we kind of have to. You build character, you know, be feeling like you were uglier because you had thick eyebrows. It builds character. Like, that's why we're more. No, it, it definitely like, builds character, but I'm like, saying I'm in America. About it. I'm fine. Like, in America in general, I think it, it was popular just to, you know, those like limited two models. Like, the yeah. girls modeled for li- limited two. Oh, if absolutely. you didn't look like one of them, you weren't cool. The Abercrombie girl. Yeah. Yeah, those Abercrombie. Yeah, as you got older, first it was like limited two, then it was like Abercrombie. Exactly. You didn't look like those girls. It was like, oh. But also yeah. where I grew up, I feel like, and this is what I mean about LA being slightly more diverse. Um, like as I got older, um, like, you know, middle school, for example, there were girls who transcended their looks and were popular regardless. Like they were, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, that's yeah. what I would say. No, of course I would say people who deviate from the norm, but I'm saying the norm was people only thought that was pretty. Yeah, and like, we, we look, look, like, I feel like it's an important part of like, your socialization as a human being to feel like you could be romantically involved with somebody at some point. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, so you're feeling everybody feel like you were included in that because of how yeah i mean i mean it affects your your confidence your self-esteem but also when you do get to that point where you finally have a relationship i'm years behind i'm years behind other people who've had these experiences already i'm having them at like 22 you know and they had them when they were like 15 16. I mean, honestly, like, I, like, even though I still grew up in a town where, like, I, I was. Whatever temperatures this winter brings, your friendly and knowledgeable Bryant dealer is ready to help. We have the right training and support and are backed by outstanding products from one of the industry's most trusted names, Bryant. Whether you need a quick fix or an entirely new heating system, we will do whatever it takes for your family's comfort. Find your local dealer at Bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. It's more like the norm. I still did things much later than all of my friends. Oh, really? I just got into my first relationship now, and I'm 25. Yeah. You know, that's really the dating culture now, though. I'm telling you, it's nuts. 
So, um, but, but, uh, oh, sorry, Millie. What did no, you want no, to say? No, I was going to say um, part of why um, when we saw your video, we really wanted to have you on was because this is a subject we've never really gotten to touch base on, which I'm surprised yeah. that we haven't. Yeah. Um, because I think it's such an important subject in our culture, but we want to talk about dating outside the culture and what it's like yeah. and kind of the barriers that come along with that. And we mm. thought that it'd be great to hear about that from you. Yeah. Um, so me and Trevor have been together a really long time. We've been together for eight years. Um, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I know it surprises me. It really surprises me, honestly. Um, but, you know, we're, again, not to beat a dead horse, but even after I left my hometown and moved to uh, a city, like, I, I left my hometown of Boxford, and then I moved eventually in 2009, I moved to actual downtown Boston. So not just, Bo not just like a general location, like actual downtown Boston. Um, uh, even, even when I was there and there was more diversity there. I became involved in like improv <laughs> comedy, which I don't know if you guys know a lot about it. That's a very white space. I went from one white space to another basically. And I'm not saying I don't love um, Trevor or, you know, I, I very much am like attracted to the people I've dated, but I've, I've, why I have this long intro to what I'm going to tell you about a relationship is, is like, I've only dated white guys. Like I never was around any other guy. So I have no idea what it would be like to not date outside my culture. Like it wasn't an option for me to date within my culture. There was, I didn't have any Iranian kids around me, honestly, like around the time that I was dating, um, not my age. Or even like, no, like I honestly, like, like I said, improv's a white space. So anyways, like I met Trevor eight years ago doing improv. Um, and, you know, it, you know, at that time, I think we, even in the past two years, the society's done a lot of work um, on itself. I feel like people even like, because of food culture know about Persians more because they're so into like Tadik and like, all this stuff. But back then I would say it was hard to date in the beginning because I felt like I wanted to share my culture with him and, and my friends, but I didn't think, but there was no interest. And that bothered me because like it was, like I said, it was, it was almost my Persianist was in escapable and in my face all the time going up that I almost like began to wear it as a badge of honor at a certain point and it was so fused with my identity that I was like you know I I wanted him to ask me about the food more or I wanted him to but you know what that's a that's an expectation and a want I had of a lot of people around me it wasn't just of him or other guys I dated, to be honest. Um, but then outside of that, outside of wishing that there was like a huge desire to know my culture, I would say the only other thing that was awkward was my hairiness, man. Like scary, hairy, scary, hairy. Like 
you know, and he's 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 from Cape Cod, okay? That's like where they make white people and <laughs> <laughs> like I remember he was like it was literally the first night I spent over his his like his place and mind you I'm very inexperienced he's like really the only boyfriend I've ever had in my life um and I'm like so nervous and excited because it's a big deal and like we're like laying in each other's arms and he's stroking my arm and he goes do you shave your arms and I was like I I literally felt my spirit leave my body I was like first of all I don't shave my arms. I wax them. But, like, how is that supposed to sound any better? Like, what? <laughs> I know. That's, I wish I could put that on the T-shirt. First of all, I don't shave. I wax. Like, shaving is not an option when you're not hairy. <laughs> it goes down if you shave a person. Yes. So I was like, I literally didn't, I didn't know what to say or do because I was like, I think I, I, I think my silence made us both laugh and then he was like okay never mind <laughs> and he was like it's not that i care like i don't care i don't care at all i just i don't know you're so soft and i but the damage was done i was like oh my oh my god i was like probably gone for the rest of the night that's mentally so oh that sounds traumatizing and yeah, also I, I have all been there to an extent oh yeah I'm sure I, and <laughs> I feel like I'm just like repeating myself, but like, not only did, did the boys in my school make fun of my name, but like they made fun of how hairy I was like legit. Like I would wear short. I remember in fourth grade wearing shorts when it was hot. And that was the last year that I wore shorts until I was allowed to shave. And I was allowed to shave for a long time because I didn't want to be made fun of like that. It's like when you're that young, anything, anybody says to you any slight any way of you feeling like you don't belong is just like for me it was it's it was really traumatizing but like i don't know that's also just like kids like you can't really there exactly. there's always going to be one thing for them to pick on and exactly exactly i'm surprised i didn't get made more fun of for what I did to my hair when I was nine, because when I was nine, I convinced my mom to let me Japanese straighten my hair. Ooh. And it, it was straight, it was fine. But then I look at pictures from my yearbook and my roots started growing out. And like, as oh my God. Right now, I have very curly hair and it was even I love it. as a kid. <laughs> so I look at pictures. <laughs> I don't understand, like, my mom was a, like, she has a cosmetology degree, like, she did her makeup so nice, she dressed so great, but somehow she managed to let me leave the house looking like such, I don't know, like, I, like, I looked like I didn't own a mirror or something oh for, like, most of my life, and I'm like, how did you let me leave the house looking like that? I'm a representation of you. You're supposed to make sure I look good as a kid. Yeah. So you look at pictures of me in my yearbook, and, like, it's, like, my roots, like, up to, like, here were, like, curly, 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 and then, like, pin yeah. straight, and I just look so stupid. I'm like, why did nobody oh. make fun of me? 
Oh. Like, were they just sparing my feelings because they felt that bad? They were like, wow, this like bad bath. Like we're just like, let's just spare her. You know what? Like she she has it hard enough. Like look at her hair. Oh my god! You gotta throw that. You guys gotta throw up some TBTs. Oh my god! Yes, Millie. Yes, yeah. I'm not allowed back home right now because I'm not um, feeling the best. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm currently not home. But once I get home. Let's throw. Oh wait, I have a good TBT on my phone of me when I was like three and I had a Jufro. I had a literal little afro. Oh my god, we should definitely oh, throw. You. Yeah. yeah. Oh my I god. Yeah. Like I'd rather not. No, <laughs> I'm like I guess I'm right now in my head like trying to go back thinking of um, images and stuff. But yeah, that's that is a good idea. Yeah, nobody has a glow up like a brown kid. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I swear you look at all these beautiful Persian women, and then you look at their daughters, and their daughters just look like little monkeys. <laughs> but then you look at them, and you look at their moms, and you're like, you know, one day they're gonna grow into it, and they're gonna like wax their eyebrows, and they're gonna shave their legs, and they're gonna know how to like style their hair properly, and they're gonna look beautiful. But like right now, they they look like little like. Chips. Like, I just had the image of, like, do you remember in Titanic in the very beginning when they're just, like, spraying that naked, like, sketch of Rose and they're just spraying it off until they can see yeah. Rose's body? <laughs> it's like, that's what a Persian woman is. It's like, you just, there's just a lot, you got to get past, like, a lot of, like, the hair and stuff. And then you'll, once you penetrate it, it's a lot of beauty. I think that was actually one of my comebacks. Like when I would get bullied, like there was this one girl who was really mean to me and like she would, yeah, again, like bully me on the hair stuff. And I was like, look, I can wax off my hair. Like you can't wax off your ugliness. Like I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Be gone, but I, I love, love you. Oh. I can't help. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. So listening to this need some comebacks i know oh my god you guys actually separately after this phone call i have to show you if you google like comebacks it's the best thing to to look up trust me they're so funny i did this last week oh wow. like there you thought a of whole it. episode where we give advice to like i hope i don't know if there's like high school or middle school persian girls listening to us i feel like most of the uh -huh. girls that like tune in are like in their yeah. 20s to like late 30s yeah if there are any like middle school high school girls like getting bullied like uh -huh. dm us like we'll give you like awesome comeback please please oh are you kidding me yeah. i'm like you didn't hear like, my tagline from a few episodes ago when you go low we go lower uh, <laughs> uh. i love that oh i love that yeah oh my gosh um sorry back to um sorry you and your relationship. Um, so now that you guys have been together for a while, like I'm sure you guys have spoken about the fact that like it means a lot to you for him to like take interest in the culture and the food and the music and whatnot. Yeah. Wait, what was the question? Well, yeah, it means a lot to me. And he, and look like with time or like did you work on that? With time, I was able because again, this is like my first relationship. I'm not kidding. Like. It's my first relationship. So, like, with time, honestly, I was able to bring it up. And he was like, oh, like, I mean, he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, I love food. Like, look at me. Like, I love food. Of course I want to eat. Like, at that time, though, like, we were also, like, 
we're like, I was 23, right? So we're still in that phase of you're out drinking. You don't really eat well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just like trying to scrounge up money to like go out all the time. Um, so I think that was also maybe a part of it if I, because I want to be a little bit fair, but because I brought it up, I was, I was able to find out that he was interested. It's just that to be honest, it's a lot more popular to talk about Persian culture now. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least I think so. Like, I think, I think that, like... It's popular to talk about any culture now. Yes, exactly. That's true. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's like, right. Anything that's, like, different and new, unique, like, people want to be so inclusive now, and, like, everyone wants yeah. to be like, I love everyone, and everyone's great. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, awesome. Like, where were yeah. you? I was like... <laughs> I, when, yeah, where was this when I was hitting puberty? Uh, <laughs> but... Like, she eyebrows are all the rage. I'm like, wow, well... <laughs> Okay, wax half mine off and they're not growing back. So I thanks. know. You guys threw up that Gucci. Didn't you guys throw up a story where it was like the eyebrows? I was oh, like, no. yeah. We made that meme. Yeah. You made that? <gasps> yeah, we make our own memes. Oh, you make all those? <laughs> I love it. was something else. That was, but then there was the version. Oh eyebrows uh yeah like, you know, yeah, so, yeah we make our own memes <laughs> wow guys. you guys are incredible they i have seen all of them and i listened to the dream podcast i loved that one. Oh, oh. Sorry. yeah i figured i should i wanted to listen to the most recent just to be like see where my where my pals are at right now <laughs> yeah. good move good move yeah but yeah i mean I, I have ADHD. If there's if there's like a question or a point I totally missed or I got distracted, please let me know. Like, I'm trying to think of uh, oh, I don't know. If, I don't know if this is like something I should just bring up out of the blue or if, if I should like just stop talking and. Why? It's okay. We're, we're always so bad at segues. We like pretend to know how to segue into things. Just bring it up out of the blue. I heard that in the dream one. I loved it. You were like, nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, I was thinking to myself the other day, like, um, like things that I think are funny um, when, when Trevor is like thrown into my family mix um, because he like spent a lot of time with us in quarantine. <laughs> Um, and you know, like they don't even call him Trevor. They call him Terry because you know how like the Persian accent puts Maz Jobrani did it perfectly once in his standup. They put like vowels between letters. So like gangster instead of yeah. gangster. Yeah. So my mom says Terever. Oh. And she thinks the, the nickname for Ter is Terry. <laughs> Terry June. So she's like Terry June. Hey, that's so cute. And, yeah, they like they they it love. Is, or, <laughs> I I love how many extra syllables it adds to his name. Like his name is actually like Trevor. Two syllables <laughs> <laughs> with the first accent. Trevor. <laughs> yeah, she was like she was like I'm not dealing with this long ass name. <laughs> how like how not does your family and him get along? Like how, what does that look like? How my parents get along with Trev. Yeah. Um, 
my mom it's it's it speaks more to their personalities they both love him to death my dad in general is just a quiet person he's just a quiet person he's going to be that way with everybody um but they really bond on um sports a lot a lot a lot i remember one time actually when i still lived in boston i went to go i never saw a red sox game at fenway but i saw a soccer game at fenway which shows you how persian i am but we went to that we went to the soccer game at fenway and my dad and my dad and terry were talking trevor were talking about it so i get tripped up trying to refer to him (laughs) and trevor was like i actually think that like that game was um like set up like i don't know how you would say it in sports terms but like predetermined uh-huh. And it's, and I feel like my dad really, I saw his eyes light up because he was like, yes, it was. He was like, it was. And then, and then from there, I just felt like they could be left alone. Like I didn't have to babysit them. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was some kind of soccer game that's like not a serious type of soccer game. Uh, I sound like so like stupid but you know it was and some they both knew the culture around soccer and they both agreed that it was like rigged and that was that no that's a good bonding experience (laughs) yeah so there was no like super intense meeting with your parents where he got scared away or anything like they were relatively chill besides just butchering oh yeah my parents in life have always been chill about everything except for education mm-hmm. um so honestly once i got my degree i was i was kind of like I, <laughs> I was like free to do whatever but um like my mom who so trevor's a comedian obviously i'm a comedian but my mom is very much a comedian and i think they bond so in that way my mom and trevor bond on that level um but no never they would never were like, what are your intentions with my daughter? Um, <laughs> but, but me and Trevor, like kind of something a little bit weird about us. Circumstances were such as like, I moved in with him immediately, I think within like two months of dating him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we've been living together. We lived together like immediately. And I remember for a while, like, even though they knew I was living with him, they just pretended that I wasn't. <laughs> I know. Like, I'd be like, please like come upstairs like like nobody's home like you like i had other roommates like it wasn't just the two of us i had other roommates and like i'd be like nobody's home like that's why i would say it but like they were like no no you know i i just got this i eventually realized like my dad doesn't want to see like like the room maybe i share with trevor i don't know he never said that but that's how i felt no i get that that's totally what it is it's kind of like don't ask don't tell yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I feel like a lot of the time I was unaware that I was in the middle straddling this line between like Trevor and my family. This, I was like, I- I'm oblivious most of the time. And then I feel like one of the times I was aware was my dad was going to go to Orlando, Florida. And he was like, um, you know, I got this free hotel room. I'm going to this conference. I have to go for work. And, you know, I'll be at Disney. Like, do you want to come? And Trevor had never been to Disney. And it was his birthday. And, like, being, a, like, a struggling broke comedian in New York, I was like, oh, my God. This is the perfect op- opportunity. 
I'll show him Disney. It's for his birthday. We never get to take trips or do anything like cool. So I get him the ticket and everything. And then literally, and you know, when I told him, I was like, surprise, we're going to Disney. He was like, oh my God. And I thought it was more like shock. Um, and maybe it was, but when we got there the first night, I realized, oh my God, like it's, it's one room. It's, it's one room. I didn't expect it to be two rooms either. Like I can't even pretend like I expected it to be two rooms. I just literally didn't think about traveling with my boyfriend and my dad. Like I was so focused on this free, on this free hotel room and we're like going to bed at night. And of course I'm not going to get into bed with Trevor. Like I realized it, it all, everything came crashing down on me in that one moment. I was like, why the fuck? did you organize this? What are you doing? Cause I realized I have to get in bed with my dad and I, cause it was two, it was like two doubles. And I like, just like waved to Trevor from the other bed. I was like, what the hell? Like he must, like he must, like if there was any moment where he was like, I have to have out, I need to get out of the relationship. It had to be that. Wow. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I really, I, I, I swear to God, it did not even occur to me till it was like, all right, we're all like winding down. And I like just saw the two beds and I was faced with the decision. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is sucks. This is so awkward. What am I doing? Why did I do this? Do I sleep with my dad or my boyfriend? <laughs> and I knew the aunt, like I was mad because I was like, obviously I have to sleep with I had to sleep with my dad for the same reason he can't even come up to my apartment. I was like, oh, my God. It was waving to Trevor from the other bed was so crazy. <laughs> that that one foot canyon between us. Was, <laughs> like, was so, it's so crazy. And again, I like goes back to my ADHD. I swear sometimes I I can be so impulsive and I get so excited about things and I I get to the moment. And then I realized the logistics of the situation. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, that, that's when I was like, I love you so much. I love you so, so much, Trevor. Sounds like he's a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most Persian story ever. Like, I looked at the bed with my dad in it and my boyfriend in it. And I knew I had to choose my father. <laughs> that's amazing. It's like, I, I feel like it's like a Persian man if, like, their mom and their wife was, like, hanging by one hand on a cliff. Like, they, <laughs> that's when you know you got to choose your mom. Like, you can only save one. Your, your mom and your wife, it's like, you know, those, like, uh, really stupid questions people ask. If your mom and your wife, like, fell off a boat and you only have one life raft, who do you yes. think you? Like, obviously, like, every Persian man's going to throw it to his mom on. Oh, my God. That's you can so get a new funny. wife. You can't get a new mom. <laughs> oh, my God. My mom has said something like that to me before, I swear to God. Like, in the, in the heat of an argument, I'd be like, well, you do this. And she's like, well... I can have more kids. You only have one mom. And yeah. me and my sister, like, that's one of her iconic quotes, honestly. Like, <laughs> it's legendary. But I love that. I love that. That's so true. Like, he would have to be. <laughs> Holy shit. The thing about Persian culture, it's all about respect for the parents. Yeah, big you time. Respect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, th that is why I have a degree, is out of respect. <laughs>
lot of the time, like, like, like friends would ask me, like, why do you have to do this? You don't have to do anything. And I'm like, do you understand what it's like having Middle Eastern parents? Like, yeah, you have to do things sometimes. Right. And it's like, and then you, and then also, and I've heard other, you know, kids, first generation kids say that it's, it's also realizing that you're, that what they're asking for will always be so little compared to what they've done for you. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, absolutely. I will be on hold with Comcast for you for the whole day. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I can't believe sometimes that my parents, you know, do you ever have a moment where like, you feel like such a baby and you're like, my God, my dad, my dad came here alone during the hostage crisis as a Persian man. And like, why, why I'm such a baby. Like what they've done is incredible. Yeah. I always feel that. I feel like an imposter. Yeah. 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 Same. I feel like in certain other cultures, like it's normal for kids to like bring their significant other home, even if it's been after like a few weeks of seeing each other and like parents are used to seeing different boyfriends and girlfriends around the house. And like, I feel like in Persian culture, it's almost like if you're not getting engaged, like if you're not like serious about this person, do not introduce them to me because uh, that's disrespectful. I I get that. I get that. And I've actually heard my best friend's Korean. Um, so I feel like I, I feel that from a lot of cultures that aren't white. Um, and you know what? I wish I knew. I would. I mean, if I had dated other people, I might have a better sense of how they might have felt about it. But maybe, maybe it's easier for them that it's been the same person. You know? Yeah. Because we're not married. We're not. Yeah, but guess, but for them, it's been like so many years. I think they understand that like you guys are serious. It's not like you're right. bringing different guys home and you're like dating different people every few months. Yeah. So I agree with that. It's probably like. They can feel out how serious something is. But yeah. I you guys are both comedians. It's like sort of an anomaly. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, like, I know um, from being on the scene, quote, like, uh, like, it's really incestuous, kind of like working in a restaurant. Like, everybody dates each other. Um, so there's a lot of, like, comedian couples. But as we've gotten older. Well, like, successful like, ones, I mean. Yeah, like, I know, oh. like I, I'm familiar with that, but I feel like it isn't actually like Sarah Silverman and Jimmy Kimmel. Like, where did that go? Oh, I know. Sarah Silverman dated Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. yeah. She also talked about how like she felt comfortable with her body hair around Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, interesting. I didn't know. That. I know that stuck my mind. Always. It's actually, it's funny because. Like the Kardashians, like Scott Disick always makes fun of Kourtney Kardashian's hairy body. Right? He does? Yeah, doesn't he always say, like, you guys are so hairy? Like, I only saw, like, one episode of early season. Oh! I don't, I don't follow, like, the Kardashians, but, like, I know that that's been, like, a common thing where he'll be like, oh, you guys are so hairy. Like, what a hairy face. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Yeah, I feel like that was pretty much any any issue I might have had um, dating wise was mostly something that I felt inside of me like like so this type of like body dysmorphia that I that I had. It wasn't more. It was it was less. It was more that and less a clash of cultures. 
Interesting. Yeah, because but it was still to this like super American, like white. And I like and I loved like when every every summer that I would go to Iran, like I obviously had like crushes on people and stuff like that. But like there was just nobody around. Like I would go home. I mean, and that'd be it. It was just you know, I would be open to dating anybody. It just so happens that I like I fell in love with like a person that. I was around, but I was in a lot of white spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're glad we got to have you on our Persian space. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I loved it. And I love it that you guys are doing this. And I'm such a fan. I'm so glad I just found you guys in general, let alone got to be on it and talk to you guys. Yeah, we'll let our listeners know like how they could find you if you're doing any comedy shows yeah, in the age of COVID. But yeah, I mean, I've sort of gathered all my stuff in one place on my website, so you can see my writing on my website, uh, which is savelmi.com. Um, my Instagram um, is not going to have any of my writing. It's not going to have any of like my perspectives really on being Persian. I put that more into like my writing. Um, but yeah, my comedy, like stupid videos and especially stuff about like how crazy my dad is, my Persian dad. Um, you can follow me at Sav Ash Elmi on Instagram. Uh, Sometimes I don't know if I should spell it or not. It seems like a mouthful. We'll put the link in our description. Uh, yeah. Link in description. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so much. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Home is where you should feel the safest, but the air there can be more dangerous, up to five times more polluted than outside air. Let us help you take the steps towards making it a healthier home with our Bryant Indoor Air Quality Solutions. We can help with everything from whole home air purifiers to indoor humidity control. To schedule an evaluation of your home's air, visit bryant.com to find a local dealer. Bryant, whatever it takes.